Blessed be God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And blessed be his kingdom, now and forever. Amen. Almighty God, to you all hearts are open, all desires known, and from you no secrets are hid. Cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name through Christ our Lord. Amen. Lord be with you. Let us pray. Almighty God, whose Son, our Savior Jesus Christ, is the light of the world, grant that thy people, illumined by thy word and sacraments, may shine with the radiance of Christ's glory, that he may be known, worshipped, and obeyed to the ends of the earth. Through the same Jesus Christ, our Lord, who with thee and the Holy Spirit liveth and reigneth, one God, now and forever. Amen.
reading from the Old Testament. For Zion's sake, I will not keep silent, and for Jerusalem's sake, I will not rest until her vindication goes forth as brightness and her salvation as a burning torch. The nations shall see your vindication and all the kings your glory, and you shall be called by a new name which the mouth of the Lord will give. You shall be a crown of beauty in the hand of the Lord and a royal diadem in the hand of your God. You shall no more be termed forsaken, and your land no more be termed desolate. But you shall be called, My delight is in her, and your land married. For the Lord delights in you, and your land shall be married. As for a young man marries a virgin, so shall your sons marry you. <clears throat> and as the bridegroom rejoices over the bride, so shall your God rejoice over you. The word of the Lord. reading from 1 Corinthians. Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I do not want you to be uninformed. You know that when you were heathen, you were led astray to dumb idols. However, you may have been moved. Therefore, I want you to understand that no one speaking by the Spirit of God ever says, Jesus, be cursed. And no one can say, Jesus is Lord, except by the Holy Spirit. Now there are varieties of gifts, but the same Spirit. And there are varieties of service, but the same Lord. And there are varieties of working, but it is the same God who inspires them all in everyone. To each is given the manifestation of the Spirit of the common good. To one is given through the Spirit the utterance of wisdom, and to another the utterance of knowledge according to the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. 
to another gifts of healing by the one spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another the ability to distinguish between spirits, to another various kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. All these are inspired by one and the same spirit who apportions to each one individually as he wills. The word of the Lord. Lord be with you. And also with you. The Holy Gospel of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ according to Saint John. Glory, Glory to you, you, Lord Christ. On the third day there was a marriage at Cana in Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. Jesus also was invited to the marriage with his disciples. When the wine gave out, the mother of Jesus said to him, They have no wine. And Jesus said to her, O woman, what have you to do with me? My hour has not yet come. His mother said to the servants, Do whatever he tells you. Now six sewn jars were standing there for the Jewish rites of purification, each holding twenty or thirty gallons. Jesus said to them, Fill the jars with water. And they filled them up to the brim. And he said to them, Now draw some out and take it to the steward of the feast. So they took it. When the steward of the feast tasted the water now become wine and did not know where it came from, though the servants who had drawn the water knew, the steward of the feast called the bridegroom and said to him, Every man serves the good wine first, and when men have drunk freely, then the poor wine. But you have kept the good wine until now. This, the first of his signs, Jesus did at Cana in Galilee and manifested his glory, and his disciples believed in him. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. O Lord, that thy word only may be spoken and thy word only may be received. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Now, there are varieties of gifts, but the same Spirit. And there are varieties of service, but the same Lord. 
and there are varieties of working, but it is the same God who inspires them all and every one. My brothers and sisters in Jesus Christ, it is a very difficult thing not to judge those who comprise a parish family. That is to say, it's very hard not to rate or to appreciate people in a parish family by what they have to offer. If a person is a great teacher, a great leader or organizer, or has an extraordinary spiritual depth, if someone has a very sharp mind, or someone has been blessed with money, or someone has a great deal of resources or manpower at their disposal, we have a hard time not thinking of them as being more important to the life of the parish than others. In some ways, this is a human response, although in, reality, in the reality of God, it is by no means correct that we would be more careful with certain people or that we would put certain people on a pedestal because of the gifts they have to offer the common life of a parish. And in the worst cases, there can be, even be a shift from thinking highly and being careful with those who have great gifts to the actual ordering and running of the parish being based on the perceived value of the gift. Being blunt, those who have the perceived greater gifts actually end up controlling the parish, controlling the makeup and the activity of the parish by lording gifts over the parish family as a whole. I have even heard it said that threats can be issued. If I don't get my way, I'm leaving. If this person doesn't get their way, they will leave. We often think of this type of problem being modern, but this morning St. Paul reveals to us that the problem is as old as Christianity itself. We'll start by looking at the church in Corinth. Now the city of Corinth was located in a very fortunate location on the Greek isthmus that connected trade routes between Europe and Asia, which meant it was an extremely wealthy city with many visitors and merchants from around the world. It also meant that a great deal of taxes could be imposed and a great deal of revenue collected with so many people passing through their roads and over their bridges and in their harbors. It was a flourishing and bustling place. Corinth was also a new city in the time of Paul. It was destroyed, the old ancient Corinth was destroyed entirely, raised to the ground as it were, by Lucius Minimus in 146 BC. It laid fallow for about a hundred years. It was reconstituted and rebuilt 44 years before the birth of our Lord by Julius Caesar. It was shining brand new, devoid of roots and lacking tradition. People the world over, anywhere I go, always compliment us Southerners for our manners and etiquette. We are complimented for being kind and hospitable to one another but that's because everybody knows everybody's mother. <laughs> we are kind and hospitable and generous with one another because we don't want to get in trouble. But not the case in Corinth. It was a brand new city founded by retired military heroes full of testosterone and merchants in search of greater gold. It was fueled by international trade. You could get whatever you wanted to in Corinth whenever you wanted it in Corinth. 
and nobody knew anybody's mother. And so it should come as no surprise that the church of Corinth would be the worst possible example of a church you could probably think of. Without traditions, without the network of mothers, Corinth was wont to try new things and experiment and blend other things from the community, from this bustling city into their common life. Now primarily the church was made up of Jewish people who had converted and a majority of pagan converts as well who brought with them cultic practices or their pagan practices. So the letter to the church in Corinth is penned because a disciple named Stephanias writes Paul very concerned and brings to his attention some serious problems in the church. Stephanias writes to Paul about problems like pagan idol worship, sexual immorality, including fertility orgies and incestuous relationships, doctrinal problems such as denying Christ's bodily resurrection or the bodily resurrection of Christian believers at the end of days. And some of the worst problems were not even those. There were open factions in the parish family, meaning that wealthy people in the community would not allow the poor people in the parish family to take communion in the same room with them. Some of the Corinthians were partaking too freely of the communion wine. That's putting it kindly. They were getting intoxicated or drunk during the Holy Eucharist. And adding insult to injury, Stephanias writes that there was also a hierarchy of gifts that dictated the parish, the order of the parish family. So if a person can speak in tongues and fall into fits of ecstasy, they're more important than other people. Or if a person could teach, they were seen as more important than others. If a person had great wealth, they were more important than the others. And this pecking order dictated what a person could do, where that person could sit, and who they would take communion with, and what authority they had to introduce new ideas and new practices into the parish. So spiritual ability and gifts segregated Corinth. St. Paul, who spent 18 months with them in toil, founding the church, was brokenhearted by this. And he writes in reaction to Stephanias, now there are a variety of gifts, but the same spirit. There are varieties of service, but the same Lord. There are varieties of workings, but it is the same God who inspires them all in everyone. To each is given the manifestation of the Holy Spirit for the common good. St. Paul is at one time acknowledging different gifts, different people have different things indeed to offer the parish. But he also says that they all come from the same place and they're all for the same purpose, the common good of the parish family. What Paul is trying to get the church in Corinth to see is that they need to change they must change their understanding about their idea of gifts, about their idea of what human worth is about. It brings to mind, my mind, an old edict or an old saying that goes something to the effect of each person who walks through the door of the church is a gift for our own salvation. Each individual person who walks through the door of the church is a gift for our salvation. 
other people are a gift from God to us so that we may be saved. Meaning, we have the opportunity to serve them. We have the opportunity to love them. We have the opportunity to forgive them. We have the opportunity for them to forgive us. We are given the opportunity to be saved together, to be part of Christ's body together. At the heart of this idea is the knowledge that we are blessed through the love of Christ to serve, to serve others. Through the gift of humility, we can be a servant to all and through others serve Christ himself. What that means for the community or the parish family is that our highest calling, our greatest gift, is the gift of service, the gift of love. Paul writes that everything we have, every gift, everything we possess comes from God. But those gifts are nothing more than a manifestation, a showing forth of that love itself. The gifts are not important in and of themselves. And Paul warns they are not gifts if they are not understood and used in a godly manner. Rather, the gift God gives us, if not used as such, becomes a curse, a stumbling block. So in Paul's heartfelt letter to Corinth, he gives us pause to think. And we must ask ourselves questions. How do we look at others in our own parish family? How do we judge the lives of others, their value to the common good? Do we see other members of the parish family as gifts that we may be saved? And the more difficult question, how do we think of our own selves as we relate to the parish? Do we see ourselves as humble servants to this parish family or as ones to be served? Do we see the parish family as our salvation? Or do we see ourselves as being essential for the salvation and well-being and life of the parish? Those questions, my brothers and sisters in Jesus Christ, are of the utmost importance, for they give us a clue as to the states of our souls. If love and service and humility and salvation are not at the heart of your life here, it doesn't matter what you have to offer this place, for it will not be a blessing to others, but a curse upon your own soul. Beloved in the Lord, let us be servants of one another. Whatever our gift be, let us offer it to this family as servants. For we are given to each other as a gift that we may be saved. And let us give thanks to God for our Lord Jesus Christ, in whom is our salvation and the true foundation of every gift we have to offer. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Standing, let us affirm our faith in God and in his holy church. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty.
Please join me with the prayers of the people, Form 4, found in your bulletin. Let us pray for the church and for the world. Pray in Almighty God that all who confess your name may be united in your truth, live together in your love, and reveal your glory in the world. Lord, in your mercy. Guide the people of this land and of all the nations in the ways of justice and peace, that we may honor one another and serve the common good. Lord, in your mercy. Give us all a reverence for the earth as your own creation, that we may use its resources rightly in the service of others and to your honor and glory. Lord, in your mercy. Bless all whose lives are closely linked with ours and grant that we may serve Christ in them and love one another as he loves us. Lord, in your mercy. Comfort and heal all those who suffer in body, mind, or spirit. Give them courage and hope in their troubles and bring them the joy of your salvation. Lord, in your mercy. We commend to your mercy all who have died, especially Reverend Patrick Sanders, that your will for them may be fulfilled, and we pray that we may share with all your saints in your eternal kingdom. Lord, in your mercy. Let us pray for our own needs and those of others. For your handmaids with child, especially Elizabeth Hancock, Nora Middleton, and Carrie Stringer, and for those celebrating birthdays this week, especially Walter Bailey, Hillary Burroughs, Billy Howard Sr., Phyllis Johnson, Susan Reeder, Susan Smith, Mary Beth Welch, and Lynn Wilkinson, also for those celebrating anniversaries this week. For those who suffer in body, mind, or spirit, especially Alfredo Adam, Norman Alston, Kay Anderson, John Barnett, Linda Boyd, Suzanne Boyd, Beth Boykin, James Ray Bush, Luca Seraldo, Mary Kraft, Sylvia Ellis, Michelle Gibson, Vicki Glenn, Timmy Herring, Bill Hersham, Marsha Holliday, Sidney Holofield, Martha Jackson, Leroy Jensen, Josie Jett, Brian Jones, Pat Killen, Mary Lou Lott, Della McAllister, Joel McDaniel, Nita McRae, Gene Miller, Mike Mink, Ty Sun Nugent, Whitney Pickering, Carol Prevost, Jenny Lou Kwong, Ashley Rogers, Eleanor Rummel, Joe Tacky, Bill and Carolyn Sanford, Diane Scott, Doyle Scott, Steve Shepard, Ella Smith, Wendy Sneed, Tony Stiles, Bobby Tatum, Joyce Timms, Joan Todd, 
Martha Jane Tyler, Lucy May Wade, Shirley Waldrop, Dan Walters, Donna and Milton Wheeler, Suzanne White, and Lisa Worrell. For all who suffer from chronic illnesses and for those we now name, For the protection of the men and women of our armed forces at home and abroad, especially John Asbell, Louisa Balthazar, Chase Bradshaw, John Brewer, Michael Buthler, Mark Carter, Melissa Kleckler, Stan Harris, Jay Holloway, Scott Howell, Eric Jamillo, Walton Lucky, Calvin Powell, Harold Russell, Joe Vinson, James Warner, Mark Waters, and Wyatt Welch. O Lord Christ, who by thy presence and first miracle at Cana of Galilee adorned and beautified the holy estate of matrimony, we beseech thee to sanctify the marriage bond in the life of our people and to bless our homes with thy abiding presence for the honor and glory of thy name. Amen. Let us confess our sins to God and our neighbor. Most merciful God, we confess that we have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We are truly sorry and we humbly repent. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us and forgive us, that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your name. Amen. Almighty God, have mercy on you. Forgive you all your sins through our Lord Jesus Christ. Come confirm and strengthen you in all goodness, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep you in everlasting life. Amen. Please stand. The peace of the Lord be always with you, and also with you. Good morning, everyone, and, um, and, and welcome to, to uh, St. John's Church on this uh, cool January morning. Uh, we, have, we have a few things that are upcoming and, and uh, of interest. The first is uh, our 118th annual meeting is this Wednesday night, January 23rd, starting at 5.30 p.m. Uh, we will elect a new class of vestry persons at that meeting. Uh, there will be reports given. Uh, and, and some fun had. Uh, there's a menu there, so uh, nursery provided. Please uh, mark your calendars and come take your place in the council and the vision of this church. 
Uh, our men's basketball team is, is, is getting underway still. So uh, if you would like to play basketball, uh, Coach Sullivan, that's David Sullivan Esquire, uh, is, is uh, coaching that, and his number is in the bulletin. So give him a call and sign up. Uh, finally, two weeks from, from, from this Wednesday, or on January the 30th, we have the Feast of Candlemas. Candlemas is the, one of the three great blessings of the, of the church uh, where we bless all the candles to be used uh, in the worship of, of our Lord and our God. Uh, the other two Sundays we, we bless uh, ashes on Ash Wednesday and palms on Palm Sunday. So at this service we'll bless the candles. There'll also be the blessing of the throats which is uh, a, a priestly prayer uh, for, for healing. Uh, so it's a really lovely evening and there'll be a crepe reception to follow. So mark your calendars for that as well. Uh, and then I think also coming up, our, I'm pleased to announce the four-year group is getting underway. Uh, so there's still plenty of time to sign up. There are sign-up sheets through the email, on the website, the back table, sacristy hallway, or the front table by the, by the, by the uh, offices. So please sign up, and that's uh, Wednesday, Monday night, uh, not this Monday, but next Monday, there'll be the four-year kickoff party. So uh, more information will be forthcoming about that, but uh, please do, if you're planning on... Uh, joining one, please do go ahead. It's a great way to get to, to uh, know people and, and spend some time together. Uh, our Honduras Medical Mission Script Program is still going very well. Thank you to all who are participating in that. Uh, and I think, let's see, I think that's all that is really pressing um, at present. So again, everyone, welcome. Ascribe to the Lord the honor to his name. Bring offerings and come into his courts.
All things come of thee, O Lord, and of thine own have we given thee. The holy sacrifice of this Eucharist is offered to the greater glory of God and thanksgiving for his many, many blessings upon our lives. Giving thanks, especially during this season, for his manifestation to the world. May we manifest the glory of Christ in our lives, in our church, and in our hearts. May, may we be lights and joy in a dark and broken world. We offer special intentions this day for the human family. We remember especially those living in areas where the proclamation of their faith could cost them their lives. We remember those who live in areas of famine and poverty, oppression, violence. Remember today as well children, especially those who are unwanted and, un and unloved, abused and neglected. May the soul of Patrick Sanders and the souls of all the faithfully departed through the mercy of God rest in peace. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and a good and joyful thing always and everywhere to give thanks to you, Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth, because in the mystery of the Word made flesh, you have caused a new light to shine in our hearts to give the knowledge of your glory in the face of your Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Therefore, we praise you, joining our voices with angels and archangels, and with all the company of heaven, who forever <coughs> sing this hymn to proclaim the glory of your name. We give thanks to you, O God, for the goodness and love which you have made known to us in creation, in the calling of Israel to be your people, in your word spoken through the prophets, and above all, in the word made flesh, Jesus your Son. For in these last days you sent him to be incarnate from the Virgin Mary, to be the Savior and Redeemer of the world. In him you have delivered us from evil and made us worthy to stand before you. In him you have brought us out of error into truth 
out of sin into righteousness, out of death into life. On the night before he died for us, our Lord Jesus Christ took bread, and when he had given thanks to you, he broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. After supper he took the cup of wine and when he had given thanks he gave it to them and said drink this all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Whenever you drink it, do this for the remembrance of me. Therefore, according to his command, O Father, we remember his death we proclaim his res resurrection, we await his coming in glory, and we offer our sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving to you, O Lord of all, presenting to you from your creation this bread and this wine. We pray you, gracious God, to send your Holy Spirit upon these gifts, that they may be the sacrament of the body of Christ and his blood of the new covenant. Unite us to your Son in his sacrifice, that we may be acceptable through him, being sanctified by the Holy Spirit. In the fullness of time, put all things in subjection under your Christ, and bring us to that heavenly country where with the ever-blessed Virgin Mary, St. John, our patron, and all your saints, we may enter the everlasting heritage of your sons and daughters. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, the firstborn of all creation, <clears throat> the head of the church, and the author of our salvation. By him and with him and in him, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all honor and glory is yours, Almighty Father, now and forever. And now, as our Savior Christ hath taught us, we are bold to say, Our Father, who art
Let us pray. Almighty and ever-living God, we thank you for feeding us with the spiritual food of the most precious body and blood of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ, and for assuring us in these holy mysteries that we are living members of the body of your Son and heirs of your eternal kingdom. And now, Father, send us out to do the work you have given us to do, to love and serve you as faithful witnesses of Christ our Lord. To him, to you, and to the Holy Spirit, be honor and glory now and forever. Amen. May Almighty God, who led the wise men by the shining of a star to find the Christ, the light from light, lead you also in your pilgrimage to find the Lord. May God, who sent the Holy Spirit to rest upon the only begotten at his baptism in the Jordan River, pour out that same Spirit upon you who have come to the waters of new birth. May God, by the power that turned water into wine at the wedding feast at Cana, transform your lives and make glad your hearts. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be upon you this day and remain with you always. Amen.